Welcome to Inside the Castle, the podcast that goes behind castle doors to have real conversations with real people about solving the nation's toughest challenges. I'm one of your hosts today, Angie Fryerview. And I'm Kat McCain. Today's guests are here to talk about business process improvement within the Corps of Engineers. With us today are Kevin Fuque, Business Process Improvement Program Manager at U-States Headquarters, and Marie Popka, Planner in Lean Six Sigma Greenbelt at St. Paul District. So welcome and thanks for joining us today. Thanks, good to be here. Before we go too much further into the interview, I do want to get to know our guests. So, Kevin, starting with you, tell us about yourself and how you help the Corps accomplish the mission. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. I grew my teeth uh, in the Lean and Lean Six Sigma world back at the end of my Air Force career where I went to a Greenbelt training, uh, Lean Greenbelt training at an installation in the southern state of Georgia at Robinson Air Force Base. Uh, I quickly, after I finished the Greenbelt training program, completed a couple of process improvement efforts for the installation, was nominated and selected to be the deputy program manager for the installations process improvement program. I did that for a couple of years until I retired, and then I went to work for the Defense Finance and Accounting Service in Cleveland, where I was the agency black belt. I went through their agency, the uh, DFAS black belt training, uh, got certified, and did a number of events for both the, the Cleveland DFAS facility as well as several of their other regional command centers. Uh, I did a lot of training for the program and was on the foundation of that program getting kicked off. I was quickly picked up by Lakes and Rivers Division here in the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, USACE. I got hired there as an agency black belt. I went through the Army black belt training as having already gotten the black belt uh, through DFAS. I went and went through the Army training to make sure that I understood the Army's uniqueness and anything they might have unique in their Lean Six Sigma programs. And I earned my Army black belt and was the Lakes and Rivers Division Business Process Improvement Program Manager. I did that for a number of years, and when the job opened here at the headquarters USACE, uh, I quickly jumped to that job and went through the Army's Master Black Belt Training Program, led several projects, taught a number of classes, uh, met all the requirements to be certified as an Army Master Black Belt, uh, and got that accomplished about four years ago now. And I currently continue to lead the, the USACE business process improvement uh, community and practice uh, and program. The program itself, is unique in that it looks to improve efficiency and effectiveness of the delivery of our programs across the Corps of Engineers, primarily focused on process improvement. Uh, and I've been doing this now at the headquarters for almost seven years uh, and excited to uh, talk more about what we bring to the fight. We need the business process improvement community bring to the fight and what methodologies we use to achieve that. Thanks, Kevin. And Marie, how about you? Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I'm Marie Kopka, and I'm a planner for the Regional Planning and Environmental Division North, uh, supporting St. Paul, Rock Island, and St. Louis districts. Uh, and I assist project delivery teams by helping them through the core planning process. That's my day-to-day. -day. Um, but I'm also a recent uh, Lean Six Sigma Green Belt, and by joining this group of um, this cadre of folks, I hope to assist different business lines with process improvement as well. Well, thank you uh, for joining us. And I love hearing about how people came up through like the core in their career and why this topic is important to them. Um, but for some of our, some of our listeners, they may not be as familiar uh, with this 
topic. So what is business process improvement and why is it important to the organization, Kevin? So uh, I think a starting point would be to talk about the business process improvement strategy uh, and our vision. So our vision for business process improvement is to improve business performance across the enterprise through risk-informed decision-making um, and help foster a culture across the enterprise to drive out redundant and non-value-added procedures and activities and improve the delivery of the program. And as such, we have already established a, uh, and sustained, more importantly sustained, a very robust process improvement capability across the enterprise and that aids us in maintaining and improving the organizational efficiencies and effectiveness nationwide and worldwide, in fact. Um, we have a very robust community now across uh, the enterprise. We began with eight of us. When I got to the Lakes and Rivers Division, there were eight practitioners across the core. Uh, we've grown that community now to a little over 240 members enterprise-wide at all levels of the organization, from the uh, field offices to the districts to the major subordinate commands, uh, the division headquarters, and at the uh, headquarters USAs, as well as our centers and foes and DRUs. Uh, to include the, the regiment, 249th Engineering Battalion, also has capability. We've achieved that through uh, the strategy that we implemented a number of years back at one of our annual sustainment workshops. We focused on five areas where we wanted to ensure that we established a foundation for process improvement across the core. Uh, and of course, we've grown that, that community from eight to 200 plus, but not only establish it, but sustain it. That's one of the larger challenges. How do you take a diverse group of folks that have other primary duties across the Corps of Engineers and sustain the skill sets that they got through the training and their certification projects. And we've managed to do a pretty good job of that. The obvious end result of this is to standardize our business processes across the enterprise uh, by driving out all that non-value-added activity, the things that the customers are not willing to pay for. You know, how do we get rid of those redundancies and, and streamline the processes to speed cycle time, uh, improve quality, uh, and drive down costs? And we do it a lot through reducing the duplication of effort, uh, redundancies in the processes, try to drive so the workers are doing things that are value added. You know, it's very frustrating at, at a worker level uh, to be doing something that you know is adding value to what the customer is really asking for. Um, and those are the type of things we look for and dig deep to find and that helps streamline the process and give those uh, and valued employees time to do their primary jobs rather than reviewing or doing rework, things that, that aren't adding value the customer is not asking them to pay for. Our primary opportunities are aiding leaders to drive data-driven decision-making, you know, give them the data to make a decision rather than say, hey, I think this might work. It's much more effective to provide the data behind the, the reasons things are going wrong. We dig deep into what the root causes of the process problems are and then develop a solution set for the course of action, so to speak, for the leaders to decide best to improve those processes. It's the leader's job to prioritize and resource and execute those process activities, process improvement activities in their agencies. Um, and I help coach and mentor and train those folks that provide that capability across the core. And then it's finally, the, the key to this whole thing is communicate those successes. And this Inside the Castle broadcast or podcast is just one of the methods we use to employ to communicate across the enterprise some of the goodness of process improvement community uh, and what we bring to the fight. Thanks, Kevin. I know that I find it very valuable to have your team come in and really look for the root cause uh, of the problem um, because we're saving the agency money ultimately by finding the root cause and then developing a process that's going to work that really fits the, the need. You know, I always like having a member of your cadre on projects that I am working on. 
when I say that, I know that you are awesome at what you do, but you do have a cadre of folks that work with you. So can you talk a little bit more about the cadre and how they become part of the cadre and the training that goes into that? Sure, absolutely. So typically what happens, what should happen is the organization identifies a need to fix a process. They've got either a customer feedback saying it takes too long or costs too much or, or we're getting too many things wrong at our end. And that's their signal to say, hey, let's bring in a process improvement practitioner. That might be a green belt at the tactical level, typically in the districts, a few at the MSCs, uh, but those are the folks that have, you know, the basic lean skill set uh, and are good at problem solving. We give them a whole suite of tools through a two-week training course, and then their job is to go out and demonstrate competency of those tools by completing a process improvement activity. Once they've achieved that, we award them a certification as a green belt. Many of those go on to another series of couple weeks of training to earn their black belt. Not only is it a two-week training, but they also go out and perform at least one more black belt level process improvement project. Uh, the difference between the two, green belt and black belt, is green belt is primarily lean focused, trying to drive out that waste, that non-value added activity and focus on streamlining the processes. Whereas the black belts get another additional set of skill set, primarily around statistical analysis, but they're using that same lean tool set married with statistical analysis capability so they can do hypothesis testing and validating root causes and you know seek to put the process into control, eliminate variation, which is the Six Sigma piece of Lean and Six Sigma. And then once you've achieved that black belt certification through completion of your project, uh, a lot of folks go on to master black belt level. The Corps currently has six certified master black belts. The difference between those and a black belt is those master black belts have done several projects are nominated by the command to go to the higher level training. Initially, it was an additional three weeks on top of the previous training in even more advanced statistical analysis techniques and methodologies, as well as program management and project management, coaching, mentoring, and all the tools and sets that, that are required to teach, train, and coach, and mentor, and lead a process improvement program. And so we leverage those folks at all levels of the organization to help engage the leadership across the command and support their, their greatest needs. Um, it's a pretty good segue in that just yesterday, uh, we were able to get one of our master black belts out of the district to provide support for the headquarters civil works mission. Uh, the chief at the last uh, enterprise governance meeting, EGM, asked for the planning folks in civil works to take a look at their three by three by three feasibility study process. And so I had the pleasure of reaching down to the Kansas City District, talking with Mr. Blaine Stevens, one of our master black belts there at the district, and asked him if he could get his leadership support to uh, help the headquarters enterprise level effort, again, leveraging his expertise with some, I think, 30 some years in industry doing process improvement, and now about 15 in, in federal civilian status as a master black belt. Uh, and so I'm happy to uh, report that Kansas City District and Northwest Division full supportive of that. So. We've got this capability across the command. We try to leverage it where possible. Uh, when, so when these senior leaders have any process-related problems, the first thing they should think of is, we need to find somebody like Marie in St. Paul District, Blaine Stevens in Kansas City District, reach out to Kevin at the headquarters and see what we can lend uh, in support to the fight. Kevin, I really like that example of like a, a success story of how, you know, senior leaders are looking for process improvements and how the field can help support that through this business process improvement. Are there other success stories that you would like to share with our audience? Yeah, so I, I think what I'd like to do is I, I've already sort of talked about the chief's desire to have 
our community engaged uh, at an enterprise level to look at the feasibility study piece of the Civil War project delivery process. But I'd also like to give Maria a chance to talk about her efforts at the St. Paul District and some of the goodness of her Greenbelt projects that she leveraged uh, not too many months back. Sure, thanks. Uh, so the Greenbelt project I worked on was for the regulatory division in the St. Paul District. And we identified the opportunity to improve the permit application process um, starting with the beginning intake steps. So working with our subject matter expert in regulatory, uh, Megan McKenney, we found that the average time required to determine if a core permit is needed was about 30 minutes. And this 30 minute time frame typically includes time spent searching through the permit applications for like basic project information, and then also included calling the applicant for more information. So the goal of the Lean Six Sigma project was to reduce that time from 30 minutes in the additional intake to five minutes. So that's um, over 80%. Although this goal is specific to time saving in this particular step, what we found is that the time savings really had a larger impact. Um, eliminating the waste, that processing time, allows employees on all levels to really refocus their time on priority efforts. And so we ultimately ended up with a product, which is permit application checklist that could be used by the public. And this was really important because, because of this direct benefit to the customer, by providing an application checklist that they could use, their chances of completing this initial permit application with all the necessary information the very first time uh, would be greatly improved. So the hope from the team was that this additional clarification early in the application process would be a positive first impression, um, and then it also would optimize human capital and resources. So it's kind of that win-win. That sounds like a great project and one that could be duplicated across the enterprise. And I think that that's one of the big wins uh, on some of these Greenbelt projects. We train up a practitioner and then we, we get to have that project as a good lesson learned example of what can be duplicated across the board to make um, enterprise-wide improvements. So great, great job, Marie, leading that effort. I do know along with process improvement, uh, there are some challenges. So can you talk a little bit about challenges that you, you might run into um, when implementing business process improvement at a district level? Sure, so kind of being early on in this Greenbelt role, the biggest challenge that I see right now is just improving on my knowledge of this Lean Six Sigma framework and applying it to other processes in the core that I'm not directly involved in. I think that's the biggest challenge in the beginning. And Kevin, how about you at a headquarters level? Initially, the biggest challenge was implementing business process improvement across the USACE enterprise um, was the sort of concept of learning to crawl, walk, and hopefully someday run. And as I talked about earlier, begun to take that proverbial rock and push it up the hill with a few strong backs across the enterprise. With eight of us pushing that rock, it started to move a little quicker. Now that we've got uh, 200 some plus practitioners across the enterprise, uh, we find that rock is becoming much easier to get to the to the pinnacle. And every now and then, it'll push us back down the hill a little bit as as we come out of focus. You know, the the core's got a lot of other missions, a lot of uh, funding and infrastructure, or the COVID challenges. We weren't the primary focus of the organization for not, for quite a while. Still then, there were a number of folks engaged with COVID support in terms of improving and initiating processes, 
even support the COVID responses that we've had across the command. But that whole learning to crawl, walk, and someday run concept sticks with me a lot as well as pushing that rock up the hill. Start with a few believers. Uh, we've built several robust, active BPI programs across the core, and as mentioned a few minutes ago, pockets of excellence, but it's not, it doesn't feel frustrating from where I sit. And one of the reasons is the historically, it takes more than 10 years in industry to grow a robust, mature business process improvement program. Many organizations, include the famous Toyota production system, uh, recognized as one of the foundations for lean in America, it took them more than a decade to get anywhere near a mature lean organization. So when I take a look across the command using the Army's maturity assessment model for business process improvement, I find we're getting close. There are places where we're, we're a fully mature organization. In many of the pockets of excellence, this program is led by leaders. They reach immediately out when they've got a process problem. Uh, they've got plenty of capabilities, so they don't ask Kevin's help. They've got that organic capability. As, you know, Marie's a good example of that at St. Paul, and the St. Paul District has a number of, of practitioners as well as the entire Mississippi Valley Division. So I think the, the biggest challenge is communicating the goodness of these uh, improvement efforts and making sure that leaders across the command are where they've got capabilities organic to them. They don't have to come to the headquarters for that capability. A lot of times they have that capability internally to help support some of their challenges uh, and process-related problems, customer complaints or customer feedback that, hey, you take too long, cost too much, any safety issues. There's a number of things that we've been uh, engaged with to improve across the enterprise. Yeah, Kevin, those almost those challenges almost sound like opportunities. Like it's definitely, I think at the enterprise level, it sounds like it's just like you guys you just open it up, like put, keep pushing that rock up the hill. So, what <laughs> other opportunities are there for the business, pro, you know, process improvement within the organization? Like, Marie, do you have other examples at the district level? Well, it really seems like the opportunities are endless. Um, anytime I hear about like someone thinking about a new SOP or standard operating procedure or the need for a template or the need to create like a new process because something's broken. Like those are all Lean Six Sigma projects that are kind of waiting to happen and be shared. So I, I really think that like really the opportunities are unlimited. There's probably people listening that want to know more about the business process improvement program and how they can get involved. Uh, you know, maybe they're they're thinking that training as a green belt sounds interesting. So, Kevin, where can they go to find more information? That's a great question. So, it, internal to the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, we have a very robust SharePoint knowledge management portal. I had, we built this from scratch. We continue to maintain and build upon it as uh, we find from the base that there may be things that are gaps that they want to know about that just aren't there. Uh, currently, it has a structure. It's structured around what is business process improvement. How do I get trained? What are the levels of training? How long do they take? What are the prerequisites? How much does it cost? Which, by the way, I should point out that it's tuition-free. Unlike many of our prospect courses, there's no cost to attend the training. Uh, in some cases, if you want a, a master black belt to come to, you, to your organization and deliver the program, there might be some travel funding required. Uh, but all of our master black belts, the instructors for the Army's Lean Six Sigma uh, training programs, uh, all of us do this full-time, so our labor is not a cost. It's, and Currently, we're delivering most of our curriculum via virtual platforms, primarily Teams environment. A couple of years ago, we were using the Army's CDR environment. So the opportunities, again, straight away from a little bit from the knowledge management portal in SharePoint. We also have a number of levels of that subsite, so to speak, 
where you can learn how you get certified, you know, what are the requirements to achieve certification after you've been trained. There are methods also, if you've had previous training in another organization or private industry or university, there are ways that you can also be recognized either as a trained or certified uh, practitioner that using those methodologies. We also have uh, a number of levels for practitioner help. Uh, our sustainment program that we have in place, we do monthly business process improvement meetings. An hour to 90 minutes of best practices, completed projects like Marie, Marie uh, was on our COP meeting here not too long ago to, to present sort of her storyboard of her project and help the community understand some of the tools that she used and some of the challenges she, as you heard earlier, that she uh, may have in the future using the process improvement methodologies. We're also built around a class training page so that the students that are coming to class, they can go in and download all the resources they need for the class learn about training opportunities, not only within USACE, but the broader Army also offers training capability. And I talked about sustainment earlier. There are a number of ways that our community can sustain their training uh, and skill set, both virtually and in residence courses. I mentioned earlier, we try to hold an annual practitioner workshop, sustainment workshop. Uh, we've been successful most years, again, depending on funding and the course in the COVID environment, that's been tough. We mitigated that COVID environment here last spring uh, and did a sustainment training program uh, over the course of about five months, we did eight virtual sessions of about three hours each and had a large chunk of the community who participated. Uh, we focused on refreshing statistical analysis skills for the black belts and introduction for the green belts that were interested that didn't get that as part of the training curriculum, as well as refresh and unique ways to use some of the lean methodologies they learned in the class. And in our content management site, there are also a number of other presentations and capability that we provide across the command two of which I think are important for the leaders that might be listening to this and may not be aware, but we also, our master black belts can deliver a uh, executive leader project sponsor workshop, either virtually or in residence. It runs two and a half to five or six hours, depending on the, the time commitment the leaders are willing to give. And it, it's not gonna teach the leaders to use the suite of tools their practitioners have, but instead, what is their role in, in leading business process improvement and leveraging the goodness of uh, the capabilities of the practitioners, uh, and as, an, as a bolt-on or as an additional, you know, okay, come back next week kind of offering, we do an executive leader project sponsor workshop. Where we let, we take those roles and responsibilities that the leaders learned earlier and provide them with a facilitated objective of identifying the opportunities they have across their organization, prioritizing those, and then the priority ones actually creating a project charter so that when somebody like Marie wants to go to training, they literally hand her a project charter, send her off to training, she comes back and completes that process improvement that was chartered by her leadership. And then they go back down to the next item on their priority list, find the next green belt candidate, pass off a project charter, send them to training, they come back and do goodness for the organization, and then continue on doing further process improvement opportunities uh, as they open up across their organization. Uh, we leverage teams, the USA's teams environment, primarily to communicate for Goodness is, you know, nuggets of goodness. You know, here's an opportunity for some additional mini tab uh, statistical analysis training. Uh, we're going to hold a root cause analysis workshop or, you know, congratulations, Marie, on your green belt, things like that, that we can communicate a little more effectively as, a, as like a running blog. Uh, we also post a lot of our uh, additional support resource uh, links and URLs in there so that if you're looking for a specific type of, of support or sustainment or additional training, we're also very tightly tied to the quality program within USACE, as well as the knowledge management program uh, and the value engineering community. So 
we collaborate across all of those communities and cross-pollinate, so to speak, in that uh, we bring in our value engineering friends to provide a 10 or 15 minute overview of what they do in our, in our monthly COP meetings. Just prior to the last uh, COP meeting, we also had the knowledge management community come in and talk about what, what they do. All of, all of our jobs and the work that we do for the core are very similar and interrelated. Uh, we have the quality program manager on a number of times uh, across the year also to, again, understand those linkages between those programs and how we can support the, uh, the core's ability to deliver the program effectively and efficiently. I also just put in a plug that, you know, contacting the district uh, quality managers and division VPI practitioners are also a good uh, way to learn more about the process and, and the training too. And then, you know, as you kind of walk the halls in the district office, if you, if you know someone that's gone to the training, um, you know, the green belts, we're happy to share our, our stories and our projects as well. That's great. It's always it's always good to know who to talk to and just to learn more. So it's always about talking to the people. So looking to the future, what is going to be the future for business project improvement? Kevin, you want have any insights on that? Yeah, so I, I just happened to be looking at my crystal ball this morning and I see our business process improvement practitioners beginning to have more interaction and working more hand in hand uh, with the core's data scientists that are coming on board. Uh, leveraging some of the real-time dashboards using things like ClickSense and P Microsoft Power BI. One of the things that I have recently, in fact, our last process improvement community meeting, uh, we had Mr. Uh, Keith Mills from the USA's Finance Center come on and talk about uh, robotic process automation. Um, and so they're, they're, they're using tools like RPA, robotic process automation, to get rid of some of the manual labor that our workers are currently doing and have it in an autonomous, you know, a monitored managed bot. It's not like we're releasing a robot and letting them do our work. But instead, it's a managed effort by an employee where they can do more value-added work. And then in the background, they've got these robotic process automation bots, as they're called, uh, working the processes. And more recently, even, we've had a lot of successes using some of the, the Microsoft suite of power automate power apps to begin to, begin to make things more autonomous, automated methods so that, you know, in the previous, we might streamline a process, but it's still in a manual mode. Uh, we found that we can begin to leverage some of those tool sets to increase the efficiency and effectiveness of the processes after we streamline them and let those tools help complement um, the, the real employee and allow them to do more value-added work rather than focus on the, the administrative, so to speak, and do more important work and deliver uh, goodness to the uh, customers out uh, across the nation and across uh, internationally in many cases. That all sounds good. And I know as we continue to move forward, especially with an, a, a potential increase in workload, all of the continuous process improvement and business process improvement efforts that are going on are going to be key. So we do appreciate both of you being here with us today. We welcome you back uh, in the future if you want to share any other information with us. Thanks again for joining us for this edition of Inside the Castle. We appreciate you and your insights. To our listeners, we want to hear from you, what topics are important to you, and the people you are interested in hearing from. Until next time, be safe, be innovative, and be revolutionary. Thanks for joining us for this Inside the Castle podcast. To provide your feedback, email us at cw.infrastructure.team at usace.army.mil. Stay tuned for additional Inside the Castle podcasts as we explore life inside the core and revolutionize civil works together.